Hello, welcome to Bad Sports. I'm Mark Bradford. I have poison ivy right now. And I'm Ed Grundy. I don't. I'm going to give it to you. Uh, get the fuck away from I don't me. know if that's how it works, actually. I don't you know don't, if I can, like, rub it on you. Can and it be give transmitted it to you? from uh, human human contact? Can I don't know. Be? I don't know, man. If. I mean, I. I wouldn't want to be bumping knees with someone with poison ivy. I wouldn't want to bump knees with anybody. (laughs) I think you probably could, honestly. Uh If you had enough. Yeah, it's 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 a little itchy right now. Look at see how it's running down already. Damn, that's annoying. Yeah, it's gross. Stop looking at it, please. You were showing it to me a second ago. I'm self conscious. You were like, hey, look at this. And now you're like, hey, don't look at it. Don't look at it, but keep looking at it. We hope you had a great weekend, great Memorial weekend. And, uh, yeah, we have a pretty good show for you. We're going to talk about the intro playoffs. We're going to talk about our boy Kimi Raikkonen going back to NASCAR. Got some NFL news. But first, Mark, how's your week going despite the Poison Ivy? How are you hanging in there? Despite the Poison Ivy, it's all right. Yeah? Yeah. Played some disc golf with you. Yeah, that was fun. That was a good day. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, just hanging out. Same. Yeah, I just found out I got a job, so got a new job. Good man, things it's are looking pretty up. Scary. I know. I was getting. Uh, I was going a little, getting a little loopy here. Going on my third week of unemployment. We're about to lose the studio. I had to shut the studio down. Yeah, we were gonna sell out. Actually, we had um, Warner Brothers looking into us. They were gonna buy Warner us out. Warner Brother. <laughs> Oh, real quick. I know this is sports, un- not related to sports, but you were just telling me that the whole like Depp and Heard trial was oh, over, yeah, and that he was proven not guilty. Yeah, he won. Well, I mean, it, he wasn't. It was just like for defamation. So yeah, she was guilty. Man, that trial is fucking crazy. And honestly, I think I just enjoyed the skill of her lawyers. Like, I just, like, watched they were all bad. They, weren't, they didn't seem very good. Camille, are you kidding me? She was fucking ruthless, oh, bro. Oh, I thought you were talking about Amber Heard's lawyers. Well, it, that's the thing. The contrast between the lawyers, I kind of like that. I like watching um, just the battle between attorney, attorneys and I don't think she's incredibly trials. hot, like everybody says. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't say mouth. she's, like, hot, but she's, like, she's attractive. Yeah. I got a weird mouth when she talks. I'd probably go on a date with her rather than Ooh, her. I'm telling. Who would you, I would rather go out with her than Amber Heard. She's more my type. I'm into like Latinas. Hope Diane's not listening. This is hypothetical, dude. I mean, I'm already in a committed relationship. Hypothetically. You were just saying people think she's hot. I think she's attractive. So do I. I was just kidding. What do you think about Amber Heard now? I think she's still got a career? You think she's going to be an Aquaman? <laughs> uh... I don't think her career was that big before. No. Pineapple Express, man. That was it. No, she was an alpha dog. Oh, no way. She showed her boobies. No shit. I don't remember her in that one. She showed her boobies. Alpha dog. JT was in that one, too. She showed her boobies. Mm. They were nice. Yeah, well, damn. (laughs) You You would dwell on that part. I just think there was some, uh, I think she fucked herself over when she was just like, if I wanted to leak information, I would have, and it would have been better. And then they were like, but I thought you said you didn't know how. Did you see the shit that he called her in text messages? Like, it's this (laughs) slippery lipped something that I donated my jizz to for a while still there. I'm like, damn. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, it's been a pretty wild life between them. My God. I was also thinking, like, damn, Johnny, I know you won. Johnny Depp like, wasn't even there for the verdict. He was in the UK playing guitar. He fucked <laughs> up. He was, he was on tour. Oh, no way. Cool. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't even there for the verdict. I think he should have had to have been there. I think he would have, but whatever. Anyways, that was just a fun little... I mean, I just think I'm fascinated by that, by that stuff. Yeah, Rich people suck. Yeah, I, I also kind of part of me. It's a shame we're gonna kind be of one enjoys of seeing rich people struggle a little bit. Ooh. What'd you say? We're gonna be, we're gonna be one. Of, we're gonna be one of those. Rich yeah, soon. maybe we'll have our own defamation as soon as trial. You guys get your fucking head out of your asses and start giving us some goddamn money. <laughs> Give us your money. Anyways, here's our sports kidding. quote of the day. You guys don't have any money. Yeah. Uh, this is Herm Edwards. Take it away, brother. This is what's Don't great about that. sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Hell yeah. Hello? <laughs> Hello? You play to win the game. To be a you don't cut. play to just play it. That's the great point. thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then retire. <laughs> Get out. Because it matters. Bro, I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's we're playing for our professional careers or like a fucking game of Uno, dude. Like that is my Yo, mentality. Uno's, Uno's like crazy. Like I don't I I hate it when people are like, dude, chill out. It's just a game. Like, who cares if it... I'm like, bro. Dude, I remember one time played Uno for like seven hours. God damn. Like seven hours? Yeah. A whole, like, work all, shift? To like, all, like a whole party, pretty much. We sat oh, on the nice. table and played Uno. Oh, that's fun. One know. game. Damn. Never ended. It's ruthless. It's worthless. <laughs> it can be. Depends on what you think. We're like, the sun's coming up. Can so we stop? She's I, like, no. <laughs> I really relate okay. to what Herm said there because when I've, I'm play, I uh, had my last week of Ultimate yesterday, and um, I feel like my team was totally neglected, dude. So there's this big field where all the games are held at, and then there's this one field really far away, and that's field four, and we were You're on, on that field. field. Uh, we were we were on there. Um, like what five of the seven weeks we played there like every week we were out there and because we're out there we didn't have like a scoreboard like the other fields did and we always had to get our own coin or cones and like so because we didn't have a scoreboard i felt like i was the only person that was just like hey it's uh six two right like what's the score like no one cared about the score and then some people some of my teammates were just being funny they're like it's fun to fun that's what the score is. No. And I was like, bullshit, dude. I'm out here busting my ass. Yeah, I know I scored my, points. I know I'm fucking working my ass out. I want to know what score. Like, I want to keep track. I want to fucking I win. Definitely scored points. But I I totally relate to that, man. I've, I've been in scenarios where some people are, like, playing a sport, and you're just like, well, I don't really care. And it's like, dude, then fucking yeah, then go. go. Like, get off. I want to fucking win. I don't care if it's 1v1 basketball, man. Like, I want to... I'm playing to win. I totally get that. You know who's not playing to win? The Tigers. No, I'm just joking. They won the other day. I think they're winning right now. You know who's not playing to win? 
The Heat, because they're not playing anymore. Ooh. They lost. Ooh. And I owe you $20 in disc yeah. golf. Yeah, well, we, can, we can make it 15 We'll just do like... Can what, make it? No, I ain't broke. <laughs> You're like, hey, fuck you. Talking to me like I ain't got money. I'm the one with a job. <laughs> hey, I have a job now, technically. I signed. I signed. I agreed today. Um... Yeah, man, give me whatever you want. You can, if you really want to screw me over, just give me another putter. <laughs> right? <laughs> Although I'm curious to see what a twenty dollar. I got you a towel. How good are twenty dollar putters, though? That Luna I used was twenty dollars. Like are they good? Dollars. They're pretty good. I think it's worth it. Some people like to buy used stuff, so yeah, do whatever. Okay. Yeah. Put it on my tab at Great Lakes Disc. Yeah, so we don't have any NBA news then, huh? When do they play? When's the first game? Uh, tomorrow, Thursday. Any predictions before or we head on? Today, Thursday. Yeah, when this we're recording on Wednesday. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It is the first of June, nine oh eight p.m. Late one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, any predictions on the game tomorrow? Uh, Warriors versus Celtics? No, not really. We do have Game 7 to talk about. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Jump into it. You, you looked like you were going to say something. But you didn't. You never get into it. You're always just like, what? you just sit there and look at me. Well, I was going to go into Okay, go ahead. We were going to skip Game 7. Celtics win 196. Jason Tatum scored 26 points. Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart each added 24 and the Boston Celtics held off a frantic rally in the final seconds to beat the Miami Heat 196 on Sunday night and reached the NBA Finals for the first time since 2010. Wow. Is that the same year? Or wait, what What year did they win it last? 2008? I'll look it up. When they were like, anything is possible! I think that was the last time. Uh, Al Horford added 14 rebounds for the Celtics. Who never trailed on the way to pulling off a Game 7 win on the road. And not including the bubble. That was the first... 2008. I was right. Boom. See, I'm pretty good, good with that. Good job, Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're so smart. I think I saw it in my high school yearbook. Okay. It really stuck with me. Uh, and not including the bubble. That was the first such victory for the storied franchise since beating Milwaukee for the 1974 NBA title. Jimmy Butler who willed Miami into Game 7 by scoring 47 points on Friday, and Boston led the Heat with 35 points in what became their season finale. Bam out of Bayou added 25 for the Heat, who were down 11 with under three minutes to go before trying one last rally. A 9-0 run kept by a three-pointer from Max Struss with 51 seconds left in the game, got the Heat within two points at 98-96. to They had a chance for the lead with about 17 seconds to go. When Butler tried a three-pointer from the right wing, but it missed, and the Celtics escaped. Boston forced the Heat into nine consecutive misses during the crucial stretch of the fourth quarter, using that stretch to turn an 82-79 lead into a 90-79 edge. And the Celtics, who had lost each of their last four trips to the East Finals, found a way to hold on. Kyle Lowry scored 15 for the Heat. Grant Williams finished with 11 for the Celtics. Damn. What do you think about Butler's last three-point attempt? What do you think about that one where he missed? I mean, he'd be the guy to give it to. I have, I don't. 
you know, you can't make them all. You got to take your shot. I don't blame him for trying. He is the one that you try. You certainly wouldn't give it to uh, Pritchard, you know. No. <laughs> Zero points, two minutes. Um, they also had... Um, oh, sorry, that was the Celtics. I'm looking at... um. Yeah, Tyler Harrow is the one I was thinking of. Seven minutes, Email zero points. Hungry for a sandwich. PJ Tucker, seventeen minutes, zero points. Excuse me. Vincent, four points. Yeah, they just didn't really have the firepower, man. Also, our boy Duncan Robinson didn't play at all. He probably would have made that three point. Dude, they they probably would have won by twelve. I don't know why they don't play him, man. Because they. He's not as good as they thought he was going to be, probably. How do they know? They're not fucking playing him. Were they like playing for five minutes? Like, you know what? You just ain't cutting it. Oladipo had 33 minutes with nine points, man. I was expecting more. He's just in the shadow of Butler. Good for the Celtics. I'm actually rooting for him. I know I said the Warriors were going to win, too. but I, I, I want I the, the Celtics. I think the Warriors are going to win, but I want the Celtics to win. Yeah. I'd like to see the Celtics win one. I'm not usually one to root for Boston because uh, not the really, I don't know. I'm just kind of, they're so good at everything that I would like to not see them win stuff. But we got this guy at work from Boston and he'll probably be ape shit when they, if they win. That'll be annoying. But <laughs> hey, Mark. Pretty much. Did you watch the like Celtics that. game last night? That's, uh, yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> sure did. Congratulations. I don't know. I'm trying to do my best Boston accent. I'm, I am fascinated with it. He calls pants dungarees. Yeah, he told me that. Wow. I did? Yeah, we must have been drunk at a party, but you're like... Shout out, Billy. Dungarees. He showed me... He showed me... Because uh, he knows that I play hockey, and he showed me... He was in an adult league that just won the championship, and he showed me his uh, photo of him holding the... It's actually a pretty cool looking trophy of him holding a trophy like this he, while on the ice. What kind of is it just a men's league? Yeah, it's, I okay. assume with a trophy. No shit, damn. Uh, they did it at or the other Griff's Ice House. Mmm, gotcha. Griff's West or whatever they call it. Yeah, well, you know, I I definitely think this one's going to go to about six or seven games. I don't think the Warriors are going to win easily, although I think they're going to win. I mean, six games is pretty – it's kind of – I mean, I, I think 4-2 is a pretty easy victory. Yeah. It's a pretty easy series win. Well, I mean, we'll see. We'll see who's got the better overall I mean, I team. just hope it goes seven games. More content. Yeah. Same here. I can't wait to watch it. I think it's going to be... Because uh, we're so good at talking basketball. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We can break it down better than Stephen A. With Smith. With fouls and the hoops and the dribbles and the drabbles. <laughs> what? Shooty hoops. Sorry, the shooty a, of the hoops, the balls, our game. and the buckets, and the I'd shovels. like to go to a basketball game. I haven't been one in You've never been to one? No, decades. It's been I've a been long to, time. See, I've been to the Pistons game. They played the Clippers when it was... Lob City, like Blake Griffin was in his like prime of the Dunkings. <laughs> I don't know why I remember this, but the last time I went to a Pistons game, the song Stacy's Mom came out. It's a fucking good song, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd like to go to a Pistons game sometime. Maybe next year when they're better. Hopefully. 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 How about we just go when it's cheap? Yeah, we can do that too. Either way, we'll just go. We'll go. We'll hit both. We'll hit. We'll hit Tigers game too. Yeah. That's all we got for the NBA. 
stick around. We're going to talk about the NHL next. You're listening to Bad Sports. Don't go anywhere. down the last bit of the round two of the NHL playoffs starting with the Rangers versus the Hurricanes I gotta say game man, seven it seems like hockey playoffs are taking so long dude all these games have gone to like almost all of them have been to um, game seven it's annoying it's a, you know what I've noticed it's either like a sweep or a game six or game seven series so this is uh the Carolina Hurricanes versus the New York Rangers. The, by the way, the Hurricanes had a better record going into this. They were like the higher seed. And they had the series. They were up 2-1 to one, um, at game four. And then the Rangers tied it up at game four. They took the lead again at game five, 3-2. to two. And then game six, Rangers came back. And game seven, Rangers won 6-2. to two. They were also playing in Carolina. At the Hurricanes, Rangers score first and a power play goal with two seconds left in the power play from Fox. The Rangers then kill a Hurricane power play, followed by a costly mistake from Carolina. They're penalized for having too many men on the on the ice. You can't be making those mistakes, man. Not to get into the Eastern Finals like this. You can't be making those errors. Led to another fierce power play from the Rangers. Zibanejad I always fuck his name up Zibanejad rips a slap shot tipped in by Kreider Kreider by the way has 17 regular season goals from tip-ins that's 8 more than any other player he also has 14 goals when facing elimination that's the most in franchise history so the Rangers come alive when they're backed up against the ropes which I think has uh, implications for their series against the Lightning they're, they don't go down easy. They showed that against Pittsburgh, too. They were down 3-1 in the series. They clawed their way back, beat them in, the, in Game 7. Same with the Canes. Uh, back to the game. Carolina went on a relentless attack after that. Uh, oh, wait, no. Yeah, that, um, I lost my shirt. Shortly after the second goal. So, uh, Kreider, after that second goal from Kreider, uh, Carolina went on a relentless attack, taking shot after shot, unloading on Chesterkin, but still coming up short. There was a, a continuation of, like, attempts where, like, they were just taking shots, and Chesterkin was actually, like, just laying on his flat on his back on the ice because he knew he had the puck somewhere, but he didn't know he just laid on his on his uh-huh. back until they blew the whistle. I thought that was hilarious. Happens a lot. But he was just on his... Dancing on his head, man. He was going off. Uh, heading into the second, Carolina pulls Ranta for Kochikov. Strom breaks the puck out in a two-on-one. Beats Kochikov. Blocker side with a wrist shot. Rangers up 3-0 into the third. Rangers for Toronto makes a brilliant breakout pass to Kreider for a breakaway. Scoring backhanded, scoring a backhanded goal. Glove side. 4-1 Rangers. Carolina gets a power play opportunity. Shesterkin plays the puck out of the net. Almost gives up a goal. Then right after that, the Canes score their first uh, to uh, make it five to one or four to one. Wait, Wait I'm confused. Yeah. So then Shredo scores a quick goal for the Rangers that day. Turnover at the blue line. 
That makes it 5-1 Rangers. Later in the third, the Canes take a shot. The puck bounces off Shesterkin. Domi is in front for the net. Scoop it up and score the Canes' second goal, making it 5-2. The Rangers seal the deal with an empty netter, making it 6-2. Shesterkin finished with 37 saves on the night. The Rangers advance to the Eastern Conference Finals and will face off tonight against the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions, the Tampa Bay Lightning, in Game 1. Who you got? Rangers or Lightning? Rangers, by the by the way, I just want to... I the Lightning. I know, I picked the Lightning too, but watching this series and breaking it down, the Rangers are phenomenal at like just passing, and their offense is really smooth. Um... Zibanej, led by Zabanajad, that guy is just a goal-scoring machine. Great slap shot. They have pretty... And Chesterkin, I think, is the key puzzle, component to this puzzle. He is uh, the one leading the charge. Like They have a great offense and pretty solid defense, but Chesterkin is just unstoppable, man. Like If anyone's going to beat the Lightning, or if anyone's going to stop them and they're a powerful offense, it's going to... Shesterkin's got to be one of the best goalies in the game right now, dude. He's so good. I think it's going to be tough for the Lightning, which is going to – I think that's also why the Rangers were able to come back because they have such good, great goaltending. You know, look at the Canes. They pulled Ranta. A lot of teams are pulling their goalies. Rangers never had to do that. They never had to pull Shesterkin. He's just money in the bank. So – I am very excited for the third round of the conference finals. They are playing tonight. And um, the Western Conference Finals were last night. That was the Colorado Avalanche versus the Edmonton Oilers. Edmonton was in Colorado last night, taking on the Avalanche. A little over five minutes in, Yamamoto with a beautiful pass. Splits the defenders to Evander Kane with a breakaway. Oilers draw first blood, 1-0. Colorado, and what's up? Uh... Every time you say Yamamoto, Will, that was the name of Will Ferrell's character in Zoolander, I think. Really? Yeah. Look it up. So Oilers draw first blood 1-0 with an Evander Kane goal. Colorado answers right back in the same minute with a two-on-one goal from Comfort. Newhook with the assist. Comfort scores, beating Smith glove side 1-1. Shortly after, Colorado makes a blistering quick breakout pass to McKinnon, who speeds past defenders and scores in the five-hole to put the avalanche up 2-1. to one. With less than 25 seconds left in the first, the Oilers score a sloppy goal in front of the net to tie it up. It was sloppy because, like, the guy passed it to someone up front, and he just, like, had his stick on the ice, and it just bounced off. It just didn't even, I don't know. It looked like a, like a happy accident. Is that really his it's name? It's Yamamoto. No shit. (laughs) Uh, And then nine seconds after that goal, Makar says, nah-uh, and snipes Smith with a wrist shot to take the lead back. After the goal from Makar, the Oilers coach did challenge the call for a potential offside. The refs decided the call stands. It it remained 3-2 avalanche. Starting the third period, the Avalanche had the power play. Nazem Kadri scores off a rebound, rebound in front of the net. The Avs up 4-2. The Oilers' McLeod scores off a rebound as well, bringing it within one, 4-3. McKinnon scores a beautiful wrist shot blocker side, 5-3 Avs. The Avalanche attack once more. McCarr hits a one-timer, glove side, 6-3 Avs. 
After the sixth goal, the Oilers pull Smith for Koskinen. Avalanche break the puck out on a 2-1. Cargliano scores on a pass from O'Connor. Dreisaitl answers back with a superb pass to McDavid, 4-7. Uh, Avalanche still up in front. Oilers score again with a rebound in front of the net. Derek Ryan slaps it in on the doorstep, 5-7. McDavid has a clutch pass through behind the defenseman in front of the net to Nugent Hopkins. Six, seven. They bring it back within one again. And then, you know, my favorite theory, the empty netter, Avalanche fucking take the puck. Easy, easy peasy. Score the game winner. Empty netter taking game one. So, uh, well, the empty netter would not be the game winner. The game I'm winner just saying, I'm uh, yeah, whatever. I'm just saying they took the puck and they sealed the deal easy with the empty netter, which yeah. I think is dumb. But... So well, it, you know, <laughs> you're not the one out of uh, one out of twenty chances, even if twenty. No, you could probably Google it. They do it for a reason. They do it for a reason. It's a. It's, it's a. I think it's a, a, it's a dumb it? tradition. Calculate. It's not a tradition. It's a calculated. It's a tradition. Risk. No, it's not. I don't think it's calculated at all. It's not a tradition. I think teams love it. I when think they you're pull wrong. And it upsets me that you're so. I think when the team pulls their goalie, I think the opponent is just like. If you just Google, if you just Google why does the team pull their goalie, I'm sure you'll get ten reasons right I'm off the top of the bat. Type in probability of why. Like, what are the odds? Someone's done the math. I've seen it multiple times. I've seen it happen. Sorry, folks. We're just clicky, settling click, a debate. Click, clickety. No, we're, we're not. Settling. I don't know if anything you see is going to change your mind. Hang on. No, no, no. I want to see if there's a... Google Music. (laughs) Okay. So, chance.amstat.org says if the goalie is not pulled, each team has a 0.65% 0.65% chance of scoring in each 10-second period. This means that a team has a 0.65 chance of scoring, which increases... So they're saying that decreases the differential when you pull a goalie. That's why. Uh, yeah. And that's but I just calculated risk. I guess, but it seems to never fucking work. Okay, so... Well, you're already going to lose if you don't. I I think it gives them a 0.987% chance if you do pull your goalie. That's like a 30%. That's not worth it. It's like 30 more percent. I don't know where they're getting that math from. So just take it with a grain of salt. So, interesting scenario. You might have heard me say that the Oilers pulled Smith, their goalie. So, in this game, in game one... What's up? I was just going to say, you have to kind of think about it like a power play, but... I understand. I get it. But, like, it just seems like it always backfires. That's why I don't understand where they're getting the point nine for some And they'll from. still pull the goalie while they're on a power Like, play. they don't, but they don't. I don't understand how they, like, there has to be a chance of the opponent having a higher chance of scoring if there's no fucking goalie in the net. Like, obviously, there's, what's the probability on that? I mean, you're already losing. So Literally. So if they score another goal, you're still going to lose. I'm just talking about scoring, like just scoring. Obviously, if you don't have a goalie on one net, the odds of the team who does have a goalie in the net is has a better chance of fucking scoring if no one's in front of it. I don't know. That's just me. Anyways, 
So the Oilers pulled their, pulled their goalie Smith, who had 19 saves and six goals allowed, three in the first two periods. And then they put in Koskinen, who had 20 saves, one goal allowed. And the Avalanche also pulled Kemper, Kemper after his third goal allowed. He was replaced by Frankuz. I don't know how to say his name. Frankuz. Frankuz. Kemper had 13 saves, three goals allowed. Frankuz had 18 saves, three goals allowed. What do you? What would you do? What do you think the team should do? Would you, for example, let's talk about the Oilers. Looking at Smith's stat now, Smith was their starter in the first two rounds. Um, he's also, let's be fair, he's let in a lot of goals. Um, would you keep Koskinen in? He had a better game against this really this lightning fast Avalanche team. This high powered offense Smith was obviously eaten alive with six goals three in the first two periods three in each two periods that he played what do you think about that do you think that was just a fluke should they keep Smith in should they just roll with Koskinen because he had a better game Mm, I don't think he'll be the goalie from here on out but maybe I don't know every goalie has a bad game yeah but what does a goalie have to do to prove himself like if you know, your game, this is the well, conference I mean, finals. He can't really prove himself if you don't play him anymore. I'm talking about Koskinen. Like, I felt like he kind of oh. had a better performance against a high-powered offense, only allowing one goal. And he played yeah, about- but when you're already up three goals, you're kind of going to let off the gas offensively and just kind of try to hold the lead. So We're talking about the Avalanche, man. They score relentlessly. He played about 25 minutes compared to uh, Smith's. Like 35. So in other news, the uh, Avalanche, they also pulled their goalie. I think they'll keep Kemper in, but, I mean, the, both their goalies allowed three goals. There's kind of, uh, they're, I mean, they're kind of lucky they got, they got away with that one. Fun fact, though, the Oilers have lost every game, every game one this postseason. Round one, game one against the Kings, they lost four to three. Round one, or round two, game one lost 9 to 6 versus the Flames. Round 3, game 1, lost 8 to 6 against the Avalanche. I always like finding these patterns. I still think they have a good chance of uh at least competing in this series. I think they're going <coughs> to figure the Avalanche out and expose them. Hope we'll so. See. The Avalanche looks good, dude. They looked really quick. Their passes were just on the money, quick. Their breakouts were really quick. They couldn't, um, they seemed like they were just scoring effortlessly and that the Oilers just couldn't do anything to do anything about it. They have the offense, but the Oilers' defense and their goaltending is uh, definitely lacking right now. But uh, any predictions on that? On that front about the Oilers and the Avs? Oilers in seven. No, I think it's gonna go. I think it's going to. So there's such a high scoring game, and I think it's gonna be high scoring. Seems how we're on the topic of the avalanche. I'm trying to see the date of when that ESPN E60 documentary comes out. It's also rare that teams pull their goalies. Like it's not, like that's not always a thing, especially in the postseason. I feel like. I mean, I feel like most of the time you can. Guarantee seeing a goal be pulled if it's a one-goal game. Sometimes even two goals. No, no, no. I'm talking about pulled for, like, a substitute. Oh, oh, oh. Like, that's not... Okay. I well, mean, Kemper's been their starter for a while, and he's been doing great this 
postseason, but then they got pulled in game one. Like, that's – it was kind of a wild game. And, yeah, yeah I can't wait. I imagine this uh, this game tonight's going to be no different. The Lightning and the Rangers. I have a feeling the Lightning are going to close them out, though. Any final thoughts before we move on? No, no, sir. All right. That well, conc- look at Darren McCarty's haircut now. Oh, wait, oh shit. <laughs> Our boy Darren. <laughs> he looks like the guy from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. I'm, what is up with that? <laughs> but he's a nice guy, though. Oh, I'm sure he's a sweetheart. He's a nice, he's a nice guy. Who also beat your fucking face into you. Probably, dude. I'm just joking. No, I wouldn't. Got- no, I I'm just saying, he used to be ruthless. That concludes our hockey segment. Up next, we're going to talk about Major League Baseball. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Bad Sports. Bad Sports. All right, we're back. We got a little bit of tidbit of baseball news. Outfielder Michael Harris II who plays for the Atlanta Braves, is making some phenomenal catches. Let's look at I want to look at some of his plays real quick. This is when he made... Ooh, oh, wait, like wait. Oh, shoot. Good outfielders. Smoke towards center. Harris got a good job. And Ooh, a nice. Catch. How about that play, Jeff? His second big league game. Look at those pit viper glasses. Yeah. Beautiful. No, these are. Awesome. That's the position I would have preferred to play in baseball. I love uh, using my depth perception and diving for the ball. You gotta be fast. I know. That was a crazy catch. Uh, he also had this one today. Check this out. Go back on that Boy, you can go get him out there. They're a young center fielder. Acrobatic grabs out there. Didn't think there was any way he was going to get to this ball. It wasn't hit particularly. Oh, he didn't even look like he runs that fast on that play. Oh, I guess it was hit on a line. Nice. I like those uniforms. Oh, fully laid out. I noticed it seems like every single baseball team has a gray uniform. Well, I got some cheat meat. You see it jiggle when he landed? No, I did not notice that. Major cheek meat alert. Cheek meat alert. Is uh is baseball like the only sport where every team's got a it's like gray. Gray is like the uniform. Uh standard. it's usually like your home in a way. So homes are usually white. Gray yeah. Are well like it's just kinda of funny, they're like it's like gray and white. Some of them have different like, colored ones, but like I don't know, like the Tigers, I like their jerseys, but it is kind of like boring. The Tigers don't really have anything it's cool. They're just, it's just all gray. Gray and white. And white. That's it. With a D on it. Bro, your blues are blue and orange, white. Like, do something. But what are they going to do? Spend money on the team? Why would they do that? It would be insane. I'm, I don't know. They're I trying think to turn I'm the only one that wants to Not fucking win games or entertain too. fans. They're just trying to make money. Why would they give us cool new jerseys? We don't deserve them. We're pieces of like, shit. Like the Cubs, they got blue jerseys. Like the Cubs have always been blue. Though. I know, like, but that's cool. Like It's like, holy shit, wow, a different colored jersey. My God. They all just kind of look the same. Look, Rays gray, Yankees gray. Well, the Rays have cool. Mets, the Rays. Have, well, Everyone's see, the thing is, is everyone good. else has like cool alternate jerseys, but the yeah. Tigers don't. See, the Colorado's got these. Uh, those mountains. are those are hideous. 
I'm, well, they're trying. The Mountains look like a fucking softball team. They do kind like of a rec league softball team. They- I hear everybody <laughs> hates them. From what I've seen, everybody hates them. Those jerseys? Yeah. Yeah. I don't like the Mountains. I know they're trying something I also don't different. like when a team is named after a state instead of a... I don't mind the green, though. Like, if they kept the green and the white, like, if they just had, like, the They've white... They've never been green, though. They're always blue and black. Whatever. Change it up. I don't give a fuck. I think if they were, like... They kept the but white sleeves with the green, you know? Colors. Like, they're supposed to be... It's your uniform. You don't like... Look, none of them look happy. Look how... Yeah, that'd be like if the Lions just went red and orange. Oh, uh, okay, 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 fair enough, fair that's enough. What I'm, that's what I'm saying. Well, isn't green always kind of been like a little bit? No, in not in the Rockies. Weren't they like purple too? Yeah, yeah, it's like purple and black or like dark blue and black. Yeah, they should have rolled with that. They should have kept the vests as well. I like their vests that they had instead of they had oh, sleeveless jerseys. Hang on, let me. What are you talking about? Rockies used to have sleeveless jerseys. Hang on. You didn't know. I want to see what you're talking about. Vest jerseys. You didn't know. Oh, oh my God. No, Those are pretty cool, actually. Yeah. I didn't know that. Like, look up. I think even some of them would play without. <laughs> I was going like to say, Jim dude. Tomey, I, I think know. Jim Tomey played with. Played with yeah, these are pretty cool. Wait, those are the, the Diamondbacks did that, too. Diamondbacks did it as well. They yeah. changed their colors. They went from purple to red. Oh, they're red to pur- yeah, they're red oh, now, dude, right? It's just like an alternate. Yeah, look at that. They got Colorado had some cool uniforms going. Now they got some dumb ones. God damn, dude, who's paying these artists to make these horrendous jerseys? I have no fucking idea. <sighs> who's buying that? Who would pay one hundred and sixty bucks for this fucking jersey? <laughs> well, like if if you were a Rockies fan and I got that for you, you think you'd be happy? Got what? A- like, do you think they'd be happy to get that, like, for a gift? Got your Rockies jersey. <laughs> I would love it. I have a Royals jersey, a Diamondbacks jersey, and a Tigers jersey. Let's see if, what people think about that. Write in and tell us what you think about the Rockies jerseys. I mean, I, cool name, I get it, but, like, I, you know, it's just... They're trying. I, it is kind of weird that they changed the colors all of a sudden. They're like, yeah, we're green now. <laughs> uh, mixed reviews. Oh, that's, that's what for I was sure. Of. Jason Giambi, not Jim Tomey. Kind of the same player. Wait, what? what Jason Giambi played for the Ro- or for the Rockies. He did? For a little while, yeah. Oh, shit. God damn, he must have played for everybody, didn't he? There he is. Look how buff that dude is. Uh. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know what that was. Colorado Rockies shared it, and they're like, a bond beyond a city. We are a conducted state. And they show the pictures of them. Man. Man. Only 5,000 hearts. People can't be that excited about it. Excited about what? The jerseys. Oh, no, they're fucking ugly. Yeah, moving on. Uh, back to Michael Harris real quick. He was... Dude, he, the guy was straight out of high school, too. He was 21. Didn't look 21, by the way. He was straight out of high school at 21? What an idiot. Well, uh, okay. No, he, uh, straight, he was drafted straight out of high school, and now he's 21 years old. He had some time in the minors, I believe. Oh, he was yeah, born and raised in Georgia. But I looked... I, he didn't go to college. I thought I did. Uh, he made, didn't go? No. 
he was Because a just, lot of players are drafted and still play in college. Oh, well, he's playing for the Braves right now. He's born and raised in Georgia. Made his deb- debut for the Braves just four days ago against the Marlins. He's off to an electrifying start. He has, uh, in five games, he's um, so far in five games, he's got two runs, three hits, not to mention a pretty impressive highlight reel already. We just watched two of his uh, pretty impressive catches. He's gonna be he's gonna be a good outfielder for the Braves. They've already won the World Series and they have some young talent already. They're looking good. Let's take a take a look at the MLB standings real quick. He got the Yankees on top again. Oh, he was committed to play Texas. Sorry, he was <laughs> committed to play at Texas Tech, but he bailed. Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna go. Oh, I like I'm gonna that. go pro and get that dough. Hell yeah, bro. Very the, like his Radon Randell uh lifestyle. Yeah. Do you know of who Radon Randell is? Radon Radon Randell. Radon Randell, one of the best running backs in college football history, went to Blue Mountain State. No. That's not a show. It is a show. It was a fucking joke. Yeah. I don't, I, nope. <laughs> you have me there, Radon Randall? Yeah. No. Bro, go pro. Make that dough. Where are the girls? Good, that's a good philosophy, man. College, you know, they are making money in college now, I will You'd say. You like Blue Mountain State, dude. It's fucking hilarious. I, you know, I never got into Thad Castle is one of the best characters in television history. Okay. I'll check it out. He is now the guy who plays Jake Reacher, Jack Reacher. Whatever the fuck his name is. God, I don't give a fuck about Jack Reacher. How many remakes are they going to fucking do with that movie? Also, he's not... It's a TV show. But the thing is, like, Tom Cruise played him, and apparently the character is supposed to be this goddamn giant. Tom Cruise is so tiny. He's, like, literally 5'4". Literally 5'4". I don't know. Don't quote me on that. But he's short. He's tiny. You can fit him in your pocket. Uh, Back in the American League, the Yankees on top. They're on a... uh, they're like 34 and 15, doing pretty good. Houston Astros right behind them, 33 and 18. They're on a four-game win streak. Toronto Blue Jays, 28 and 20. They're on a six-game win streak. Uh, you know, our Tigers, they're hanging in there. They just won today. They're 20 and 30. They're on a two-game win streak. They beat the Twins, who are pretty good. So, man, I, I like watching the Tigers. At this point, it's just kind of my thing. I just When they do win, it's a little... Surprise, I guess. That's what you get when you're a fucking Detroit fan. In the National League, the Mets. Look at that. Look at these two fucking New York teams. God damn it, man. You got the Mets and the Yankees dominating the league right now. Mets on top of the National League, followed by the Dodgers right behind 33 and 16. Mets are on a six game win streak, man. They're 8 and 2 in their last 10 games. God damn. Brewers are right up there, 32-19. and 19. San Diego Padres, 30-20. and 20. It seems like it was just a couple years ago the Padres were a forgotten team. And now they are uh, they made some big moves over the years. They got the billion-dollar infield. Yeah. I mean, literally five years ago, they were nothing. I, right before they got Tatis, they were just in Machado. They weren't anything. But now they're, uh, they're right up there. I like... The Padres. Um, I think if it's the one I'm thinking of, wait, where do they play? PNC? No, that's Pittsburgh. Uh, the Padres have that cool stadium where they have, it's backed up to a warehouse, and the warehouse is like built 
the stadium's like built around the. Hold on, let me look it up. Yeah, pull, pull it up. Surprisingly, you got the Nationals at the bottom, man. Eighteen thirty-four, and remember no, they, they won. Didn't the Nationals win in uh twenty twenty? Right. I believe so. I mean, they were World Series champions not too long ago, and then boom, they're having a worse year than the Tigers. And let's look at the our defending champions, Atlanta Braves. They're twenty four and twenty seven, not doing too hot. They won today though. That is the thing with baseball I do like. You never know who's going to fucking be good. I remember the Rangers are doing a lot better. I say that because, well, like last year, the year before, they were just absolute hot garbage. They were like literally, people were saying that the Rangers were equivalent to a minor league team. They were so fucking bad. See, look. They're doing all right. It's the Western Metal Supply Company, and they built a stadium around it. My God. And they put... Capitalism at its finest. Yeah, they put... I don't know, like, if... That's like, good. Is that the Padres Stadium? Petco Park, yeah, where the Padres play. Nice. Oh, well, it's in a nice little part of town. Look at that, like, right downtown. Skyline. I mean, I think the best skyline in baseball is at, at Comerica Park. I do like if Comerica like Park. If, <clears throat> it's just a nice stadium. But yeah, I do like... I like how stadiums are like their own little art form in baseball. They're all different. Golly, I just wish we lived someplace that was always warm, like this place. I know. Diana wants to move. She wants to go somewhere warm, and she can make a really good living in her career. So um, there's not much I can do to stop that from happening. We might have to move. I'm going to have to go with. Well, you and I could do, um, if we did that, we'd probably do uh, like. I'd probably just go with. You could if you wanted to. Fuck it. If we got famous. We'll be like 100,000 heirs by then. Yeah. Come on, Maybe guys. not quite millionaires. But with that being said, heirs. join our Patreon. <laughs> we're, gonna, yeah. we're changing the Help three bucks. To San Diego. <laughs> three bucks. Of, we're, it'll be $3 now if you want to write in and ask questions, submit questions. We will ask them for you or whatever topics you want. Any articles, any discussions, you want to talk shit. About Mark's Poison Ivy, go ahead. No, please don't. It's not fun. And this is the third year in a row I've gotten it. Damn. And I'm pretty sure I got it from my backyard all three times. Uh, moving on, you got a story for us about uh, Cody Clemens. Yeah. I was like, I was watching the Tigers game, and I'm like, why is Roger Clemens wearing a Tigers jersey? I'm like, his son plays for us. I'm like, oh, great. Cody Clemens, 26-year-old son of Roger Clemens. Gets called to join the Detroit Tigers, and dad, quote-unquote, loved it. Uh, the 26-year-old son of seven-time Cy Young Award winner, oh, Roger Clemens, shit, dude, really. was brought up by the Detroit Tigers on Monday for a possible Major League debut. Roger Clemens planned to be at Comerica Park on Tuesday when his son could make his debut. Uh, Cody Clemens said he's scrambling around trying to figure out uh, when he's going to fly here. He loved it. He was like, you're a big leaguer, kid. That'd be kind of like, you know you're not going to fill your dad's footsteps. I mean, he's not a pitcher, obviously, but it's got to be tough. Like, your dad's one of the greatest pitchers of all time. Uh, Cody Clemens. Sorry, either way, you know, reaching this level is still an achievement, and a lot of uh, athletes, you, you think it's kind of a given for an athlete's son or daughter to just make it. Easily into the professional athletic industry, but 
You know, it's hard. It's difficult. Not all of them do it. And I remember uh, a good example is uh, Barry Sanderson. He was a big college prospect at Stanford, and he never really did anything. There's a lot of uh, love athletes, a lot of uh, the children of athletes that don't really move on to do anything in sports, and that's okay too, though. But my point is, getting this far, that's still an accomplishment. Clemens was assigned number 21, which his father wore with Boston from 1984 to 1996, and with Toronto for the following two seasons before switching to 22 with the New York Yankees and Houston. Obviously, I'm trying to create my own career path here, but to wear his number is awesome, Cody Clemens said. Luckily, we always say that I'm glad I'm a hitter, not a pitcher, so I don't have to live up to what he did. Half a, half a career, I says, is unbelievable. Detroit recalled the infielder, outfielder, from AAA Toledo of the International League and put outfielder Robbie Grossman on the 10-day injured list because of a strained neck. Clemens is expected to start in the second game of Tuesday's doubleheader, which he did. Yeah, it was today. Uh, no, it was yesterday. Oh, sorry. He did play today, too. Sorry. When the right-hander Cole Sands is slated to be on the mound for the Twins. A third-round pick in the 2018 amateur draft, Clemens was hitting 283 at Toledo with eight homers, 31 RBIs in 45 games. Drafted as the second baseman, he has played first, second, third, and left field this season. Uh, as soon as we got A.J. Hinge a couple years back, he took me into his office and just said, hey, do you play anywhere else? <laughs> Clement said, I was like, ooh, damn it. He said, I was like, I really played a lot of third in college. I'll play third base, outfield, wherever you want. Kind of like a, mm-hmm. seems to be a pretty good utility you, yeah, player. Yeah, utility player, sure. It worked out for Don Kelly for a while. He uh, went th- uh, 0 for 3 today. He was at, had three at-bats, zero hits, zero runs. Mm. Zero hits, zero runs? Sorry, zero hits. Three at-bats, zero hits, nothing. Nada. Ken Dwyer did pretty Welcome good. To the team. Yeah, he's perfect. <laughs> Fit right in. The Castros are doing well. we got Willie Castro and uh, Harold Castro. Those guys in scope doing pretty good. Cabrera. Torkelson's doing better. How much? He um don't even. He didn't do so hot today. Two strikeouts. Clemens didn't strike out though. That's the thing. I like that. Didn't strike out. That's a that's a plus. I will say the Twins are pretty tough though. They have a pretty solid um. Bullpen. Yeah. Yeah, they have a pretty good bullpen. They're killing it. And that's all we have for baseball. Up next, we're gonna talk about uh. Some uh, some NASCAR. No NFL. Sorry, hey, gotcha. <laughs> I'm next gonna talk about some NFL. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back. You're listening to Bad Sports. We're going to talk about some uh, NFL news. NA, I almost said NA. NFL. NFL. Uh, <laughs> former Bears defensive tackle Akeem Hicks signs a one-year deal up to $10 million with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Akeem Hicks, who's 32, is coming off a poor year, unfortunately, that was littered with injuries. He's missed 20 games in the last three seasons. He signed a four-year, $48 million contract extension with the Bears, Chicago Bears, from 2017 to uh, 2021. 
Uh, it was looking pretty good. It was looking promising for a bit. In 2018, he was among the best run stoppers and a pro bowler. He was an integral part of their defense that led the Bears to the playoffs, amassing 7.5 sacks, 12 tackles for a loss, and 16 QB hits. Uh, he's looking to bounce back off these, you know, he's dealt with injuries the past couple of years. He's looking to bounce back with the Bucks, who have a pretty solid team, but they are going to be without Ndamukong Sue, which makes sense that they signed Hicks because they're hoping that you can tell they're obviously wanting, they're wanting to fill that, uh, that veteran presence on their defense, which if Hicks is healthy, he could do that. He, I don't know if he'll be better than Sue. The thing about Ndamukong Sue, people, whether you like him or hate him. Let's bring him back to Detroit. He's healthy, man. He doesn't miss many games. He's pretty consistent and reliable. I would love if he played for Detroit again. He's a free agent. I was going to mention uh, that Ndamukong Sue still is, hasn't signed with anybody. There's a few ties. Uh, the Raiders are pursuing him. Apparently no. the, Browns, the Browns have backed off. The Lions, I don't think, are going to sign him, dude. They've already bolstered. They've invested a lot in the um, defensive line already. Kind of, um, they, it was before they even knew that. I don't know. Maybe they just didn't think he was worth He's pursuing. Not getting any younger. He's been in the league like twelve years now. A lot of people think that uh, he might go back to the Rams, given that Aaron Donald just made a statement clarifying that he's okay with retiring if a deal isn't made with L.A. So there's a possibility there. He'll find somewhere to go. But yeah, with the Hicks being at the Bucks, makes me wonder about the Bears situation because he was a big piece on that team. Because they don't have Cleo Mack anymore, I don't think. They don't have Akeem Hicks. Their defense is changing now. They have some different faces. I don't know who the best player on their team is anymore. But I know who Akeem Hicks as a Lions fan. The guy is very good at what he does. He's literally a bear. He can, wow, he's literally a bear. Literally it's a bear. Scary. Yep. That would, like, he could pan out for the Bucks if he's healthy. But it's, how do you get a jersey to fit a bear? Oh, I mean, you can make one. You can stitch them up. How do you get a helmet to fit a bear? Oh, it's easy. Use the same one that they used on Dick Buckus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on. I don't even understand that. Joke. Dick Buckus is a famous Bears player, and also a guy with a very unfortunate name. They didn't have to name him Dick Buckus. His last name was Buck Buckus. But they're like, Richard. <laughs> Name him Richard, hands down. Uh, anyways, yeah, legend. Rest in peace. The Browns recently signed tight end David Njoku to a four-year, $56.75 million deal. Browns reached a deal with the tight end with $28 million guaranteed. Njoku, who's 25, had his best season in 2018 with 56 catches and 639 yards. I think uh, is pretty solid. He's a very good tight end. Yes. Um, in fact, you got to remember those stats I just read off. That was when Baker Mayfield was a rookie and, quite frankly, Oops. hasn't gotten much better since. And it's that implying that he hasn't had the best quarterback play. Now he's going to have fucking Deshaun Watson. Deshaun. De- Deshaun. LeBron James. I'll go, I just I thought that'd be funny. Deshaun Watson. It's just a fun name. <laughs> Deshaun to say. Watson. It's a fun name to say, Deshaun. I think it's a good athlete name. Deshaun uh, Watson. The best years might be yet to come for Njoku. He's very athletic for a tight end. Very fast. Can he can get open? He's a big red zone target. 
I now they also have Amari Cooper as well. He could that might be a big move. It's a lot of money spending a tight end. He's like ranked six amongst tight ends, but again with Watson, he could be very, very could be a very promising player in your offense. Could be a very good good deal. With that being said, the Browns are now the only team in the NFL that have a quarterback, Deshaun Watson, running back, Nick Chubb, wide receiver, Amari Cooper, and tight end, and Joku that all rank in the top seven at their position in guaranteed money, meaning all those players are making the most guaranteed money in their positions, and they're in the top seven. So the Browns are splurging. They want to win. i Recently made the playoffs for the first time since, like, the 90s, a couple of years ago. And they got a taste of that success, and now they're like, God damn it. They don't want to look back. We need to win now. I thought you were trying to press a button. We need to win right now. Let's fucking go. We're right there. They they also have, they re-signed Jadavian Clowney. Clowney. They have a fucking dangerous defense. The defensive line's scary. The offense is solid. Nick Chubb's like one of the best running backs, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So good. Mark Cooper could be really good with Watson at quarterback. Watson's, we haven't seen him play in a year. He could be, he's one of the best quarterbacks. Browns are going to be dangerous, man. I forgot that they had Amari Cooper. But some people don't think he's that, they're not very high no. on him. But I, I think he could be well with a good quarterback. Very interesting. Uh, curious, I love... I do like talking about the money because I like seeing who pans out. Like, you hear about all these teams splurging on these players and how many of them just fucking tank, dude. Like, I mean, how many players have gotten paid? Like, the Jaguars, by the way. Like, keep an eye on the Jaguars because they spent so much money on players. When people say splurge, as in, like, oh, they splurged on this guy. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to splurge all over this guy. Oh, they splurged on his face. (laughs) <laughs> guys, this season we're going to splurge on so many guys. <laughs> but y'all don't say that. I'm about Gross. to splurge. Well, then take it out. I'm going to splurge. <laughs> well, that's all we got for the NFL. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Splurge. Really excited. It's been a pretty crazy off season. Uh, I'm looking forward to the preseason and just, uh, I'm also looking forward <laughs> to the. That says nobody ever. I- <laughs> I am. I, I really am looking for the preseason because I like to see what uh, at least the lines look like. I'm also excited for um, uh, Hard Knocks too. I don't know when that's coming out. Oh yeah, it's Detroit this year, isn't it? Yeah, That'd they're not. Cool. They're in the off season one. I didn't realize there's two. There's a, there's the in season Hard Knocks and there's a like a preseason. Well, they're hard all knocks. no. Yeah, because the all um, preseason. No, they picked another team for the... Um, no, there's another Hard Knocks, but they follow a team during the season. Because the, oh. they did that with the Colts last year. I like the preseason one. Yeah, I think that'll be cool, too. I'm looking forward to it. That's all we got for the NFL. Up next, we're going to talk about some motorsport news. Motorsport. We're here to race motorsport. It's a hard knock life for us. 
Breaking news in the motorsport world, F1 legend and former Breaking world news. champion Kimi Raikkonen returns behind the wheel and will join NASCAR in August. So, the Iceman, also known, yeah, that's what he's known as in F1, it will return behind the wheel once more, joining Team Trackhouse, which is, funny enough, owned by ex-racer Justin Marks and rapper Pitbull. Mm. Didn't know that. Didn't know Pitbull had... What song is Pitbull Dude, do? He's know. big. I can't name him off the top of my head, but he's, he's a big He's Gasolina. Oh, no, it's Daddy Yankee. Yeah. Rapper... Or, sorry. Uh, Daddy Yankee's... Pitbull's a, Pitbull. quite the business, Isn't he man. Mr. Worldwide? Pitbull's Mr. Worldwide. Is he? Mr. World. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Let me Google it. Uh, Reckoning, as I said, is a former world champion. He won the title with Ferrari in 2007 and is also the last champion yeah. Ferrari has ever had. He's Mr. Worldwide. He will drive the Chevrolet Camaro ZL1. And for those of you who don't know, Kimi Raikkonen, I believe he's like the long, uh, the oldest driver to ever race in F1 and had the longest career in F1. And he's known as the Iceman for his uh, stoic takes. He's very, like, unenthusiastic. Like, just... He, his interviews are just absolute gold. They always try to, like, ask him questions, expecting some type of enthusiasm, and he never has And so when he doesn't, everybody goes, <laughs> so I'm Oh, Kimi. I got a good uh, compilation of his radio chats. He's also pretty feisty, too. He's not afraid of, like, just, he's really not afraid to just fucking curse and tell people what to do. Claps and steering wheel. Claps. Claps. Claps and steering wheel. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Steering wheel. Somebody tell him to give it to me. Come on. Boom. Stout, 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 stout. Hey, stop. Late now. Say, copy, copy. Okay. No okay. way. That was a good thing to come in. Okay, he's okay, Kimi. Okay, Kimi, next car behind you is Alonso. I'll give you updated on the gap. I'll give you updated on the pace. Just leave me alone, I know. Just leave me alone, Flitzy. Give me another wheel. I've had some motherfucker talking here the whole time. Give me another wheel. No. Like, dude, okay, I do just have to race. Okay, I thought he was just like, give me another wheel now. <laughs> so he's like, Gloves, gloves, steering wheel, gloves. Yeah, so in that scenario, they were literally just pushing him out in his car, and he's just like, I don't have gloves, and I don't have a fucking steering wheel. <laughs> he's just like, eh. oh, yeah, that's when he was at Ferrari, too. Okay, no problem, we have plenty of time. Okay, can you box, box, if you can hear me? Can you hear me now? No, negative, negative. negative. I can't hear you. Well, I can hear you now. Yeah, box, box, if you can hear me. No, I can't hear you. No, negative. But you answer still. How is the front wing? How is the front wing? I don't know, you have to tell me. Okay. We're currently under threat from Michael behind. We need to get past Hilkenberg. Well done, my friend. Ah, uh, thank you. Finally. Thank you, guys. Come on, Kimi. 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 Come on, K
This dude, so is he French? Or? No, he is Finnish. He's from Finland. Is that engineer sounded French? Oh, probably. Oh, it might even be Swiss too. There's a lot of, I mean, there's a ton of different Europeans all over. Engineers, like almost none of them are American. They there's like almost the zero cars. Americans in F1, whether it's drivers. Uh, the only American I can think of is the fucking, uh, the like president of McLaren. But that's it. So this year, like that recent clip of the engineer saying, "There's a lot of debris on the track," and breaking it's like, "Yeah, I know. It just fucking happened in front of me." So. That year, that was in 2020, dude, he witnessed so many fucking act- accidents. It's like the, it's like the he, curse of his onboard was so popular because he, he was in a car, the Alfa Romero, that was generally in the back of the grid. So he was just kind of, I mean, just didn't have much pace. He actually did really well for his car. And he had some races where he brought it up and got points. But for the most part, he was in the back lot. This dude witnessed so many accidents. Like, regularly. And then, yeah, this one right here, the car just fucking, basically just shatters of carbon fiber everywhere. And it's, the thing is, these cars don't have windshields, so he wasn't kidding when he said he just got hit with a bunch of shit. Like, he's driving in, like, 100 miles an hour, you got these carbon, these tiny shards of carbon fiber hitting you. And then there's, your engineer's just like, there's a lot of debris on the track. He's like, yeah, it's fucking no. too. Also, another famous moment with Kimi Räikkönen is that uh, there was a moment I think a car was smoking it was in Spa and right on this straight uh, after this like really famous uphill turn there's a straight, the uphill turn is called like a, it's called A Rouge, it's the most famous churn in um, F1 Oops, god damn it but there's a point where he goes up a rouge and on that straight is just literally a wall of smoke. And he couldn't see anything. And Kami Raikkonen just floors it, dude. Like, no fear, no nothing. Doesn't give a fuck if there's a car there. Doesn't give a fuck. Just guns it through the smoke. And everyone cool. just like praised him for it. He just earned everyone's respect for just wow, not giving a shit. Wow, that was dangerous. Super you know. dangerous, but he didn't give a fuck. You could have killed yourself or somebody else. Way to go. Hold on. We are checking the tire. Check on. Okay. Check my, yeah. Okay, Kimmy, we need to keep working all four tires, please. Keep working all four tires. They spell tire wrong and it upsets me. I don't have to remind everybody. We are 9.5 behind Bottas and 8 tenths a lap quicker. What do you mean? We are behind Bottas. Confirm, we are behind Bottas. How did we end up behind him? Why did we so early? He was leading the race, Kimmy. Ah, okay, I thought that they were the other way around. Uh-huh. We need a little bit more pace, Kimmy. 7 is lapping 28, 5, 28, 5, yourself, 28. So is he not stopped yet, or? Not yet. That Australia? It looks like Australia. Hey, what the f is this, Billy? If he cannot see, yeah, yeah, if he cannot see, if he, behind him, he 
I'm playing this because I can't wait to like he's gonna be coming to America and racing in NASCAR it's like Kyle Bush and shit like I just can't wait dude it's the like, drama uh, that's gonna uh, uh, Ricky occur. Bobby the French driver comes over <laughs> the gay French driver except came yeah. that day. no super excited I'm actually I might even watch uh, some NASCAR now rooting for Kimmy no, the, he did write, do an interview with the article. Right? There's an article written about his interview where he actually had, he really had no plans of racing at all. Like, just did not plan at all. And then the owner of Trackhouse, I think it was Justin Marks, went and visited him in his home in Switzerland and just told him that he was really serious about this project and that his, this team he's starting. And uh, he just persuaded Kimmy, and Kimmy was excited by it. Thought it was sounding really fun, so he was going to do it. And NASCAR has a freaking legend on the grid now. So I'm super uh, excited. NASCAR has a whole bunch of legends on the grid. They're all Well, they have a real legend. legends. No, F1, no, he's a legend in F1. But F1's but the le- highest like, echelon of motorsports, though. Yeah, to fucking Frenchies and Europeans. It's the fastest car in the world. That's fine that it's the fastest car in the world. They love it. Yeah, whatever. They love it. That's like you saying, like, ooh, Skittles are the shit because I like those more than M&M's. No, a lot of people like M&M's, too. They do, but Skittles are actually the fastest But you can't just be like, oh, NASCAR actually has a legend now. Oh, as if... There's a chance he might not do well. Because it's... I I thought I heard that he's done before. Just because you said that, I hope he sucks. It's possible he might not do well. I hope he sucks. I hope he can't turn left. I try to defend NASCAR because a lot of Europeans talk shit and say it's fucking boring and dumb. That's kind of like what you just did. They have a real legend now. I, you're, 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 I did say that. You're, you're right. American, right? Did. You're American. Act like it. I, <laughs> you're right. I did. That did sound a you little did, that uh, sounded pompous. Like, they finally have a real legend. But I'm just saying he's a real F1 legend. Like not and often, he cusses on the radio. I'm just saying, this is he might be the first F1 legend to do NASCAR. Like Alonso did an IndyCar. A lot of people intend to go back to in, go to IndyCar if anything. But uh I mean you've never had I'd be happy if it wasn't were the other way around too, dude, man. If um a NASCAR driver went to F1, I'd be uh, I don't think that'd ever happen. Chase Elliott was he no um Larson? There's another guy? Chase Elliott does endurance racing, which is like another. It's a step closer to F one, but yeah, no, I'm I'm very excited. I'm really looking forward to see the fucking drama that ensues in NASCAR now. Uh, I don't think anything will change. That's all we got with that story. We're gonna just dive into our bad sports moment. Mark, take it away. Really, more of just dipping a toe in. Dipping a toe, pinky toe. This one's more local, so it's extra cool. <laughs> the Michigan, uh, uh, the Michigan Wolverines. The Michigan, claimed, uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> the Michigan Wolverines claimed the 2022 Big Ten tournament title on Sunday after a 10-4 win. 10-4, good buddy. <laughs> Thank you. After a 10-4 win over the number two seeded Rutgers, but the win was marred by controversy after Michigan's pitcher. Uh-oh was ejected from a game earlier in the day and subsequently suspended after he was caught using a sticky substance. Rumor has it, the sticky substance was cum. 
I was gonna say. Gotta I be, knew it's it. It's gotta be calm, I right? I fucking knew it. Has it. To be calm. Oh my god! I fucking knew it. Before competing in the championship game, senior Willie Weiss, <laughs> Willie, <laughs> Willie, senior Willie, was thrown out of Sunday's elimination game against the Iowa Hawkeyes in the fifth inning after the umpires took his glove and examined it for a foreign substance. Uh, I don't, there's no, no, no one says that it's not come. That's what I'm saying. The, the, the foreign haven't, substance. They haven't ruled out come. You're not even allowed what to is, lick your fingers anymore. What, like, okay, you know, what you is can, it? Really? You, not, can't, yeah. you can't lick it? Nope. You can't lick your fingers? No, dude, you can't. You got to wipe them. Oh, shit. Well, okay, real quick. What is the sticky substance even called? Where would you get that? Um, you got to make it in a lab. It's also known as semen, jizz, spunk. <laughs> pine tar? That, that, ooh, I totally forgot about pine tar. You know what? That seems more... Is that what that is? That's... Tree jizz. That's not what I. Yeah, tree cum. It's tree cum, pretty much. <laughs> tree jizz. But y'all don't say that. <laughs> Announcers on ESPN's broadcast of the game noted there is video of it too. Noted that someone in the Hawkeyes dugout observed Weiss touching his glove in a suspicious manner. Ooh. Weiss was tossed from the game with a runner on first and a two-two count. According to the Michigan Daily, he was also hit with a four-game suspension. That's it. For cheating. We made a mistake. We hey, you can't there. play for four games. We know that you're a pitcher you and you don't even you only play every five games, so really we'll you're just, not even missing out on anything. I know, we'll just, you know. We made a mistake there and we have to own it and apologize for it. Head coach Eric Beckett. <laughs> you Big made a Ten mistake. The game. It's like when you're you a parent and your kid makes a mistake. <laughs> you don't love them any less, but you have to admit we made a mistake. And uh, there may be part it's of baseball. But that's not part of our program. Listen, man. You just made a mistake. You think that? Can you imagine if uh, the Astros said that when they were caught cheating and won World Series after like? Well, we were caught counting. cheating and just won a Big Ten tournament. So. I'm just saying, like, can you imagine the Astros after they were just caught red-handed? They're just like, we made a mistake. Michigan advanced to the championship game against Rutgers after dominating the Hawkeyes in a 13-1 victory. Damn. So uh, Michigan get makes. Uh, it's shit on. Sorry. NCAA tournament for the third year in a row. Nice. Hopefully they can cheat and get away with it. Yeah, go the real cheat. Michigan way. That's not I'm cool. fighting for my life. <laughs> that's all we have, folks. That's uh, that's gonna conclude our what was it episode thirty seven. Thirty seventh episode. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in. If you've stuck around this long, vamos. Va- we will see you. I don't know, I'm just saying. Vamos, I think that means move. Vamos, vamos. I'll see you uh, next week. Have a great weekend. We love you. We'll see you in a few days. Yeah. Well, uh, this is this is our true. weekend episode. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Come back. Enjoy your your weekend with your two stepdads. Doing blow over the weekend. What? Getting drunk on your yacht. Not on a yacht, anyways. Staying up all night, sleeping with your neighbor's wife. No, no, definitely not. At least not on a yacht. Driving your rental car back home. I wish I got a rental car. Some cocaine left in your pocket that you reach down in there and you try to sniff when you sit in your driveway. Never anything left. Why? What are you? I don't know. Just rambling. (laughs) We gotta go. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) 